What up, friends? This is Becky Kahn, your host of Beyond the Cover Podcast, which you are listening to right now in this moment. How cool is that? We get to share the airwaves together. Is that even a thing? I'm not even sure. Today, you just get me. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I do not have a guest today. Um, so we are we are in this together, you and I, you and me right here. And um, the Lord is going to move and I'm excited about it. I do feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart, did a couple of months ago, keeps bringing me back to it. So I'm just going to share a little today about how um, I truly believe because there's been so many people that have talked about the church being dead. You know, the church with a capital C is dead. And I don't believe that. I'm not receiving that. I don't believe that. I believe that the church is asleep. I believe that the enemy has crept in and caused division. And now is the time to take the church back and to wake up. That's what I believe. And I believe in scripture, the Lord revealed to me in a way um, and almost confirmed that that is the case right now. As we were preparing for this event that we have coming up, um, if you haven't listened to the podcast a couple of times ago, I don't know exactly what episode it was, but it was called Rise Up. Um, we're, we're planning this event for September 26, 2020. And, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, that may have already happened. Um, but it's just, it's an event and I I don't even like the word event because I feel like it's so much more than that. And I feel like movement is overplayed and people have watered it down and diluted it, but that's truly what it is. It's a movement and a, and a time for the church, the believers, the body of Christ to return to the feet of Jesus. And, um, as we're, we're coming into this, you know, closer and closer to this time. And even when we were planning to, to do this, uh, event, the Lord was, you know, kind of prompted me to go. And I know you guys, I'm a little extra. Nah, you don't believe that, right? I can be a little extra sometimes. And so originally, whenever we were talking about this day, this nine twenty six day, the, I felt like I wanted to go and look up every single verse in the Bible that had 926 in it. So regardless of where it was in the Bible, if it had 926, I wanted to, um, I wanted to find it. And so literally I'm looking right now and there was like 22 or so verses, maybe 21 verses that had 926. So it started Exodus 926, Deuteronomy 926, Joshua 926, 1 Samuel 926, 2 Kings 926, 1 Chronicles 926, talks about gatekeepers, um, 2 Chronicles, I mean, it goes all the way down. um, But the one that really kind of uh, pierced me in a way, and the Lord keeps leading me back to, is Matthew 926. And, um, before I jump into that scripture, I just want to, I want to tell you guys that I'm not, I'm not saying that, um, you know, that the, the, that the return or the rise up or any of that was my idea. Um, definitely was not having unity and bringing people together, bringing believers together. Um, the, the power in collaboration has always been something that the Lord has stirred in me and made me super passionate about. And so I was super excited to, to hear and learn that this is a global movement. This, this, uh, the return, the 926 date, that whole week of atonement from, from September 18th to September 28th, that it's, you know, this is a global thing and there's, there's millions of people, um, 
I'm believing for that are standing firm, um, on that date. And so, but, so I just wanted to throw that in there so that you guys knew, like, this isn't something that was just birthed from, from me and my ideas, but the Lord has been giving me this vision for a very long time. Um, and I've shared some of that in some of the podcasts prior to this one. So anyway, um, I want you to turn to 926 if you can, if you're in a place that you can, if not, then I'm going to read some of the, some of the scripture. I'm actually going to back up a little bit, um, because it starts in, so right before that, so nine, Matthew nine twenty talks about the woman with the blood issue, uh, which I have a whole nother story there. But then um, when you get to nine twenty three, which is where I'm starting, when Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. So I want to pause there because in reading this, when he entered the synagogue leader's house, okay, for for me, like I'm equating this to when Jesus enters the church, right? Like he's entering, he's entering the church or he's entering the the leaders of of today, like the pastors, the, the bishops, the whatever we want to call, you know, whatever. Just imagine him like entering into this place, entering into the church building, entering into the synagogue leader's house, the bishop's house, the whatever's house. And that there's this noisy crowd that, that, that pierced me because we have to be more than noise, right? So when he enters this synagogue leader's house, there's a noisy crowd. And I wonder if he entered the church today, if he would only hear noise, right? And people playing pipes. He said, go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. And I I feel that this would be I, I see him walking into the church building and saying that now, like, be gone. Like, th- th- this church, these people, they are not dead. They are simply asleep, right? And that we, we would have people laugh at him. We would have people laugh in Jesus's face saying, yeah, right. The church is dead. The church is no more. The church is gone. Like, why are you even here? I could, I could see this happening, right? As, as I'm reading this scripture and while the scripture is talking about the girl, I'm equating the girl to the church, right? He says, go away. The girl is not dead, but they laughed at him. Continue in 25 after the crowd had been put outside there's, there is so much significance in outside. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand and she got up. You guys, right now, Jesus is taking the church by the hand. He is right here with us. He is walking with us day in and day out extending his hand, telling us to get up, telling us to move, telling us to go where he is propelling us to. And we simply just take his hand and we get up. We rise up and we go in in hand in hand with Jesus because we are not dead. We are only asleep. And by taking the hand of Jesus and rising up, and walking with, returning to Jesus, walking with him. There is so much power. Continue in 926, which is what grabbed my attention in the very, very first place. News of this spread through all the region. This is simply the beginning. And this is something, this this wave that is rushing through right now, through our nation, through this world, this wave that is rushing through is is only gaining momentum if the waves are only getting bigger bigger they're only crashing harder and that is the movement 
the wave of Jesus. Like he is taking, he is taking it back because we, as his believers, as the children of God, as the the believers, the body of Christ are returning to him and we have to do it before it's too late. We have to do it before it's too late. We cannot be, be continue to sit on the sidelines, you guys. We cannot continue to be casual Christians. Now is the time, right? And so I'm reading this. I'm reading the scripture, and I know that um, there's there's a lot of context here, and there's a lot that we can dive into here. And I'm simply sharing what I feel the Lord revealing to me as I read that scripture. Um, if you continue on goes into a new a new set Jesus heals the blind and the mute as Jesus went on from there so after he goes and wakes them up <laughs> he wakes the girl up right brings her up and the, the people are laughing at first and then they're like oh wow like holy smokes news of this spread all throughout the region because then they began to talk about it right so as Jesus went from there he left there two blind men followed him calling out have mercy on us son of david when he had gone indoors The blind men came to him and asked him, do you believe? He asked them. So Jesus asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, and he said, according to your faith, faith, let it be done. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly. See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over the region. While they were going out, a man who was demon possessed had and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute, he spoke. The crowd was amazed and said they had seen nothing like this or nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. You guys. So after Jesus leaves the synagogue leader's house where he took the hand of the girl and she stood up and the people there that were mocking him and laughing saying, yeah, right. She's dead, dude. Like get for real. Come on. Like after that happens, he goes, he leaves there. He restores sight to blind men. He, he cast devil out of cast demon out of, of another. And people are saying, we have never seen nothing, anything like this before. Nothing like this has ever happened. I truly believe that's what's next. Like news of this spreads through the region, the church returning to Jesus, right? And then, and then from this, this, this wave continues to follow. This wave continues to rush. This rapid continues to move. And people will be saying nothing like this has ever happened before. We've never seen anything like this before here in this place. And they will ride the wave too, right? They will become a part of the wave. They will become a part of the movement and what is happening. And that starts with us not sitting on the sidelines. That starts with us stepping in and stepping forward into what God has created us to be. And ultimately who God created us to be. The, 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 the uh, sermon this morning Um, I am recording this on a Sunday as if you care, right? But the sermon this morning was super powerful. Uh, Pastor Matt uh, was speaking and spitting some truth. No doubt. I'm going to bring up some of those notes because I feel like they're, they're, they're definitely worth sharing. And um, the whole, the whole 
sermon um, series that we're on right now is talking about love is our resistance. And um, this goes right along with where the Lord has us right now. Like there's so much division in our world. There's so much division in the church as a whole. And we continue to allow that division to come because we get caught up in that, that love is, is a feeling, you know, but, but love is a choice. And ultimately love, God is love. Like, and we are imitators of Christ. Therefore we spew out. (laughs) It's not a really nice word, is it? But we literally boil over with love for people. That's, that's what we should be doing, right? We should be the people that are standing and, 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 and loving so well, even our enemies, loving our enemies so well, loving the people that, that we disagree with so well, loving the people that have wronged us so well that other people look at us and our life and the way that we love. And they think, what do they have that I don't, how are they able to love someone that has come against them, persecuted them, done them wrong? How are they able to love someone that they don't agree with, right? How are they able to love someone that's so far outside of who they are? How are they able to love someone that's on a, on a different side of the political view, <laughs> right? But they look at us and they see this love, they see this light, and they want to be part of it. And then we love them. And then they love the next person and they love the next person and the next person, the next person, the next person. And the next thing you know, you have this huge wave of people that are loving well and spreading the love of Jesus. He said a couple of things that, um, that really pierced me. One of the things was God loves the people that you hate. And he said that, you know, a lot of times people will, um, say, well, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. I tell you what, it's just, we're all just sin loving sinners and just going to hell. And we sit back, (laughs) I don't know that he said it that way, but we sit back and we, we are not heartbroken about that. And if we were truly living the life that as, as an imitator of Christ and with the heart of Jesus, our heart would be broken because the world is going to hell in a handbasket. We would be broken for that. We would be weeping for that. We would be going out with every step that we, that we could take and, and spreading the love of Jesus and, and the truth of Jesus. I'm not saying that, you know, okay, well you just, all right, well you do you boo. And, um, I love you. Jesus loves you. It's more than that. You guys, it's being, it's loving in truth. It's loving through the messiness in truth, not being okay with, with the things of of this world. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be the change for the things in this world through love, letting the love be your resistance. Um, another thing that I, I said a little bit earlier, but I just, and I don't even know that pastor Matt said this, but we have got to, we've got to be, we've got to stop being casual. We have to stop being mediocre. We can't be casual Christians sitting on the sidelines waiting for somebody else to do something. You know, somebody said today, uh, they were talking about me and they they said that she's a doer. She's a doer. Um, I received that like, okay, I'm a doer, but I don't want to do anything until the Holy Spirit prompts me to do it. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything without him leading 
the charge and him leading the ship and, and ultimately having all of the control. I don't ever want it to be about me, but I know that whenever I allow him to lead, I know that whenever I allow, um, as a doer, whenever I do in accordance with the Holy Spirit and what he is leading me to do, that he, that ultimately the kingdom's cause is forwarded and he, and, and God is glorified. And that's what I want. And sometimes that looks like walking hand in hand with a single person. And, and sometimes that looks like sitting on the sidewalk with the, the lowest of low as far as society standards go with the homeless woman that has only the things that are on her back. Sometimes it looks like that. But sometimes it looks like leading the charge of a multitude of people to make a difference and a change and a shift, a shift in this world. Sometimes it looks like that. But regardless of if if it's the person that you're walking hand in hand with one on one, sitting with the with the lowest of low, or leading the entire charge, regardless, it's God. Like as long as He is leading you, regardless, He is glorified. And and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be casual. I don't want to be mediocre. Because because Jesus is not mediocre. And he is not casual. And if I am and ultimately desiring to lead a life that he has designed me to lead because it's in his image, then I don't, I don't, I don't want to be casual or mediocre. And I know that you don't, you don't want that either. Um, you guys we're called to be a light. We're called to be a light. We're called to be a difference maker, a chain breaker, <laughs> <laughs> I like to rhyme things, you guys. I, it's innately in me and I don't know why and I can't get rid of it. So just love me through it, okay? I like it whenever we have the same letter words start with the same letter, like casual Christian. Like, <laughs> I like those things. They speak to me. They're little nuggets that I can remember. And that is truly like one of the things that I pray all the time, you guys. And I know this is totally off course for what we're even talking about, but I constantly, because my memory is just not what it used to be, um, number one, but I've always had a hard time with like retaining things. And so, um, when it comes to scripture, when it comes to things that have happened, you know, just different, um, promptings or, or, uh, prophecies or things that the Lord has confirmed or whatever, I, I tend to forget, like, I don't remember them. And so my prayer is always, I mean, every day it seems to, to be able to recall and retain, to retain and recall, retain and recall, um, for myself, because I want to be able to use that knowledge or use that, that, um, event or circumstance or that, that whatever it was that the Lord did, I want to be able to use that to ultimately glorify him and ultimately build the kingdom and, um, edify the body, you know? And so anyway, that isn't even what we're talking about, but, uh, it's relevant, I guess, in some ways. Um, so, one one other thing that I just I want to I want to speak to is um, Matt said something about we've we've spent years fighting a spiritual battle with worldly weapons. Um, we've spent years, I mean, years upon years upon years, of fighting a spiritual battle with with carnal weapons or worldly weapons, and no more. Like, here's where we kind of draw the line in the sand and we say, you know what? Yes, 
we are going to defend our country. Yes, we're going to defend our home. Yes, we're going to, you know, and weapons, I'm not saying that weapons are bad, you know, whatever, all those things like that's so I'm not saying those things. What I am saying is that we can't fight the, the, the spiritual battle that's going on all around us with, with the weapons of this world. We have to fight the spiritual battle that's going on around us with the supernatural weapons. And, and we can only do that when we are in accordance with, with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit. And we can, we can be a powerful force to be reckoned with when we are standing united together. Um, and so that's, that's, that's what it's about. Um, Pastor Derek last week gave a depiction he was speaking about the um, in Ephesians the 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 armor of God and how whenever we stand uh, shield to shield you know shoulder to shoulder shield to shield and we are charging we're charging the enemy's lines like that's what we're doing right now that is that and that when we're standing together like that with with the shield shield to shield shoulder to shoulder we we are impenetrable is that a word like we can't we cannot be broken. We cannot be broken. And so we must do that. We cannot be casual Christians. We must stand together. We must um, charge the enemy's lines. We must move when the Lord says to move. We have got to look like Christ. We cannot stand on the sidelines anymore. Now is the time to move and to move mightily because we have the power. We have the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. He who is within us. You guys. I am fired up. I am excited. I know that people will be saying, we've never seen anything like this before. People will be joining the forces. People will, will, be, will be talking and news of this will spread all throughout the region and ultimately all throughout the world. And you, my friend, are a part of that. And I'm excited about it. So you guys, I hope today you were encouraged with just even a little bitty piece of something that you take away from this saying, you know what? You're right, Becky. Now is the time. I am standing firm on the foundation and I am moving forward in that foundation as the Lord reveals for me to move. So you guys just know that um, I love you and I'm standing with you and we are here for each other and we aren't, we aren't, uh, we aren't just, just little you know, casual Christians, little meek bodies sitting on the, on the sidelines. We are, we are charging the enemy's line. So, uh, yeah, I hope that you're encouraged today. Love you a ton. And just know that until next time, you guys, you are so very, very loved.